Well, the RBNZ didn't lift rates yesterday, but the assumption is they will next time unless things go wrong with COVID, which they could, of course, because they don't have a very high vaccination rate over there. And the Fed, looking at the minutes overnight, clearly divided on how quickly to move. An Australian wage data yesterday and jobs numbers today. But the only real number that counts is the one that Gladys Berejiklian comes up with and Daniel Andrews announces today as well. It's Thursday, the 19th of August, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has been up and down a little today, but it's basically where it was at the start of the session on the DXY. But the Aussie is 0.2% down. The New Zealand dollar is down more than half a percent. They've both hit the lowest level since last November. Stocks are down 0.8% down for the S&P, 0.9% for the NASDAQ, 1.1% down for the Dow, whilst the US stocks 50 and the FTSE 100 both down a little under 0.2%. There is such little movement in bond yields, it's scarcely worth mentioning, but we will talk about oil because it continues its slide, a uh, 2.5% fall for WTI, down below $65. Remember not long ago, people were talking about $100 oil, uh, which just goes to show nobody's entirely sure what's going on in these uncertain times. I mean, there were even some who thought that perhaps the RBNZ would push ahead with their rate rise yesterday. They didn't, of course. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a moment with David DeGarris from NAB in London. But let's look at oil first, Dave. It just keeps getting lower, doesn't it? We've got a big fall in oil stocks in Cushing. Now, normally, uh, you would assume that that would be pushing prices higher, but that's not what's happening this morning. I had a I had sneaking suspicion, Phil, and I don't watch this market every day, and I certainly don't have any experience as an oil trader, but um, just looking at the numbers today, um, I think the market might have been looking for um, some soft news out of that report and saw that gasoline inventories um, actually rose. So... No. Um, you know, for the first time, I think, in five or six weeks. So, I mean, but, you know, you know what those numbers are like, Phil. They bounce all over the place. They do. But, um, that, you know, if that, that was right, and the read-through for that is people are driving less, in other words, inventories rising, then um, that, that that's soft. So, oil price um, came off there. Although, as you said, crude inventories you know, uh, declined, and yet the price is still going lower. So tells you something about of the, the mood on the day as much as anything, I well, think. Well, it says that, you know, the expectation is that, that we are going to get a slowdown, doesn't it? That there's going to be less less demand, which we've been hearing about quite mm. a bit. Uh, the RBNZ, let's look at that then. <laughs> we, we sort of did a, an each-way bet on the podcast yesterday, but if we were leaving yes. anyway, we were saying, well, no, they'll still push ahead because they're forward-looking. Uh, yes. But they lost their nerve a bit, didn't they? Uh, you know, and, and maybe quite rightly. I mean, because the, 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 since then, of course, you know, COVID cases have gone up. Uh, they're now up to 10 in New Zealand. It doesn't sound like a great deal, but we know how these things start. Yeah. Three more added yesterday. But, I mean, the expectation is they, they're, they're st- it's just this one meeting. They'll, they'll be back again in October and, uh, and do it then instead. That's, that's the um, current market expectation. So <clears throat> before yesterday, the market had priced in Phil that, uh, they would increase rates, what, two and a half, two and three quarter times this year. So mm. two lots of 25 and more than 50% of another. And now they're saying, well, there's only two more meetings of the year now, but it's likely they'll increase uh, probably twice, but not fully priced for. In other words, it just markets just shifted it out of meeting. But of course, all of that depends upon suppressing the virus. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, but there is a bit of time now until the uh, until the October meeting. But um, a lot can happen in a short space of time, as we have seen in um, 
and Sydney and perhaps a bit of a flavour of that in, in Melbourne too. Yeah. Phil. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's Which, going to be interesting to say the, say the least. Yeah, it is. Well, the RBNZ, to sort of support their decision, they were saying, well, you know, we've got increased demand for uh, commodity exports as vaccination rates increase in the rest of the world and uh, mm-hmm. house prices might correct themselves as we see uh, supply increasing. So mm-hmm. sort of hinting that it might be a little less urgent. Uh, and and although it's priced in, it's, it's obviously not priced in to the same extent. So there's, there's still a bit of caution around correct. it, isn't there? But correct, they, correct. But they also the other thing is they've got to get their vaccine rates up. I was just looking at that before we started recording. There's 20,000 second jabs a day at the moment. That doesn't even seem very much. Only 54% of the population have had their first jab. They've got to get on with it in case the same thing happens over there that's happening in uh, in New South Wales. Well, I think, you know, that um, if there's one good thing to come out of New South Wales, it is that, um, you yeah. know, the vaccination rates have stepped up during this episode. Yeah. And the Aussie dollar and the Kiwi dollar both hitting lows. Uh, we sort of yes. multi-month lows. Uh, you know, just a transitory situation. That word transitory is definitely the buzzword <laughs> of 2021, isn't it? Uh, they will come bouncing back. I just wonder how quickly. I mean, once life returns closer to normal, when the when the US dollar weakens because we see more global growth rather than it all focused on the US. But we don't have a real clear timetable of that, do we? No, well, um, I think that's still the, the, the most, you know, the most likely scenario, given what we've heard about vaccinations. And maybe in a couple of minutes, we'll mention what the um, CDC and the uh, US administration have announced today. But, um, you know, what, what, what the most, you know, the vaccines have been effective, Phil, but there is concern about Delta. And in the United States, particularly, you know, you've seen infect- big infection numbers. I know you've been mentioning those in, in, in recent days. You've got to realise that, you know, some of the states in the US, Phil, have half the vaccination rates of, you know, the northeast of the country. Yeah. So, um, you know, Florida and uh, Texas, you know, very big states, are a lot lower than, um, than in states like um, New York and California. So um, yeah. they've got to get their act together across those states and um, seem to be dragging the chain. It's not like here in the UK where you've got a much more uniform vaccination rate across the country. Yeah. So the national figures do is a fair representation of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but even so in the UK, even though everyone's, you know, the vaccination rate's very high, yesterday they had 34,000 new cases. So they are definitely uh, on the rise. In fact, up almost 8% uh, in the last mm. week. Uh, there's And there's been a drop in the number of tests taken as well. So it could actually be worse than that. And in the United States, a couple of days ago, 314,000 new cases. Mm. Now, some of that might be because of those areas that are not being vaccinated. But also we've got the the case now where they're saying from next month from september 20 uh, they want people to go back for a booster jab which which implies that yes. it's starting to wear off yes well that i mean i think the fear is that um you know the effectiveness of the vaccines which you know they emphasize that still remarkably effective against um serious disease and worse so emphasize that but the fear is that you know it will wear off over time so they're saying now that feel that They've done trials on the mRNA vaccine, so that's Pfizer and um, Moderna, and that they're thinking now is that eight months after the second jab is when uh, we, they should start offering booster shots. So they're planning to start that on the, on from September the twentieth. So obviously, the people who have got their shots first, you know, such as health workers, people in nursing homes, more vulnerable. Uh, they'll be offering those shots to them first. So whether this is just additional protection um, or whether it's, you know, more more serious than that, but at least they have it in hand. So 
I think I think that's quite a positive move. Yeah. Well, we look and see what it does. I mean, the I guess the fact that we've seen that uh, stocks have stalled. I mean, generally, you know, things are stalling, aren't they? Things are taking longer than we expected. So we look summer at the, recess. We're putting it down to at the moment, aren't we? Well, is it, do you think it's that, or well, maybe it's a, well, that's a, a part of it. I think. Yeah, but you're right. It. it um, it's not as if bond yields are going through the roof and that's, you know, putting the jitters on the stocks. But definitely the mood seems to have a negative tinge to it in the past couple of weeks. Well, the S&P hasn't really moved at all in the last week. You know, no, it hasn't. So, you know, whenever there's a gain, it's lost. And if we look at uh, look at tech stocks in China, they've come down about 15% in the, in the last month. So I'm wondering, you know, were stocks priced for growth? And now there's a big question mark uh, about that. Well, growth. That- I think, you know, as far as the Chinese one's concerned, maybe there's a bit of... Uh, national risk involved in that in part at least but but you're right um they've done nothing uh very recently yeah and bloomberg today there's an interesting chart on bloomberg whenever the s&p uh 500 doubles in value there's a correction so it happened in 2008 2011 2016 at the start of 2020 now it's just a theory i mean there's no reason why there should be a correction whenever it doubles but um except everyone gets the jitters but that if you follow that theory through uh, that would mean that we're doing another one uh, right now. Although, you know, looking at it, some of those corrections didn't last very long, <laughs> I have to Correct. say. Correct. And I think a lot of people, a lot of investors out there would like to see a correction so they can mm. get back into the market again at, yeah. cheaper, pri- at cheaper prices. Yeah. So, um, but we just haven't seen that at this stage. So, if you wanted to be positive about it, so, well, there hasn't been a correction. So, um, but definitely the Delta variant is is getting a lot of coverage in the press mm. uh, on the wire services. So the FOMC minutes this morning, um, mm. I mean, that might have uh, been part of the reason why stocks in the US haven't travelled very far as well, because they didn't signal that a decision in, in tapering the bond buying could happen in the next uh, few months, although... Uh, you know, not everyone's in the same boat. So we've got we've got James Bullard saying tapering shouldn't start until next year, but also rates should start rising in the in the last quarter of the year. But then we've also got Jerome Powell and Richard Clarida still saying we want to see substantial progress on the on the jobs front. So yes, yes. Well, well I think the the discussion there is first of all, uh, it's pretty evident reading through the minutes, Phil. There's quite a divergence of views there about mm. the timing of tapering. I mean, I, I think. All members are thinking of tapering. The fact that it's being openly discussed now, uh, um, it, it, it seems that uh, an announcement is very likely to be made. You know, it, it could be as early as the next meeting on what September the twenty second, but if not, then November or December meeting. So most agree on agree on that. But there's a bit of concern from <clears throat> from some members that. Uh, the read through from that might be from you know, they talk about the public, but we could say the market that um, people will think, well, they're starting tapering. So it's only a matter of time before rate rises are coming, whereas some are quite concerned that they're quite separate decisions. In other words, they're setting quite, what did they say, setting a high standard for the, the Fed rate, rate liftoff. But it is quite concerning in the minutes, Phil. There's a lot of discussion about inflation and the fact that the transitory, let's call it uh, price rises, could carry over into 2022 mm. and that um, some only, you know, they're looking for some reversal of the rises this year. Now, we have seen since minutes that that latest CPI report would have would have moderated some of those fears to an extent. So we didn't get another repeat of that point nine, but nevertheless, 
um, transitory sort of being stretched out at this point. Yes, so you might need a, a, a dictionary GUI definition of what transitory is. Anything, a <laughs> couple of years, maybe, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> so let's have a look at what's happening in Australia. Um, and, and I wonder, you know, whether Australia faces the same problem that everyone else has, that, uh, you know, we've got when you've got a lot of rising COVID cases, just how useful are backward-looking numbers. But we had mm. uh, the Australian wages data for Q2 yesterday. We've got the uh, employment numbers coming up today. Uh, you know, meanwhile, the, it'd be interesting to see, but the real number was 663 cases in New South Wales yesterday. It looks yes. like, if you look at the AFR today, they're going to report 40 cases in the daily tally in Victoria. So that's uh, so that's rising. That's yeah. rising. Yep. They're the real it's numbers, but, but, you know, what about wages and employment? Indeed. Um, so I don't think the wages were ever going to shift the dial one way or the other, but it, they were on the soft side. Mm. So that's just pushing out. You know, keeping the res- the Reserve Bank on the defensive as far as um, as far as rate rises are concerned. So the market was expecting what point six, and it was point four. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's no sign of underlying wage inflation at all. Not that you'd expect it. And of course, the uh, the lockdowns will only delay that by another what one to two quarters at least. So, um, and uh, the employment numbers today, Phil, uh, for July when surveyed in the first half of the month when lockdowns were just getting underway. Mm. So there's more of the negative news that we expect to come out of the report today in the next two reports and possibly longer than that. So uh, markets looking for down 43,000. A lot of the adjustment is probably in the uh, short hours category. So hours worked, I think, would be the one to watch there rather than necessarily the employment change but um it, as you said the important numbers are not going to be these ones they're going to be the uh, going to be the, uh, the the daily infection numbers which yeah. are um, particularly for new south wales uh, are just accelerating right now yeah yeah it's a scary graph to look at that's for sure uh, we also get the uh, the jobless numbers all the jobless claims the initial claims uh, tonight from uh, from the us as well they have been going down if they falter that's going to be a bit of a sign, isn't it? We'll see what that brings us. And then the Philly Fed business outlook as well tonight. But that's about Indeed. it. Uh, good to talk with Dave. Uh, we're going to talk to you again tomorrow because we can't we get are, enough. We are. We'll talk to you Not tomorrow morning. Good, Phil. <laughs> see you then. Good man. Cheers. Speak then. And I'm Phil Dobby for now. I'll be back again tomorrow as well. See you then.